Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 49 of the SmackDown Wind Down slash AW Rampage Late Night Rager. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 136 of Receptopia draws to a close. Happy Saturday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AW winds down. And we are in store for a busy two days from WWE and AW as we got WWE Clash of the Castle going down today at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific, going down live from Cardiff Wells exclusively on Peacock. Then we've got NXT Worlds Collide going down tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific on Peacock as well. And the main course, the main treat, AW All Out going down live from the Now Arena in Chicago, Illinois tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 7 Central on pay-per-view and Bleacher Report with the Zero Hour show going down live on YouTube and all of AEW's social media channels at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. This is a stacked card. I believe 15 matches are gonna be on the schedule for tomorrow night's pay-per-view via the pre-show and the main card. That's absolutely ridiculous. A very long night of wrestling. Hopefully it doesn't burn everyone out by the time the main event takes place involving John Moxley versus CM Punk for the undisputed AEW World Championship. And all in all, this is going to be a fun weekend of professional wrestling. You can pretty much write down maybe half a dozen matches that could be the match of the weekend when it's all said and done. And in lieu of all of these shows going down over the next couple of days, I'm going to trim my review of SmackDown and Rampage for this week only because of relevance due to timing of these shows going down in the afternoon back to back it's a lot to take in and Smackdown and Rampage are going to be in the rear view by the time Clash of the Castle kicks off later this afternoon but I do want to highlight some key things from Smackdown last night starting with the opening match involving the Viking Raiders and the New Day in a Viking Rules match going down taped from the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit Michigan I thought this is by far the best match from Smackdown what I love about these three fights lately is the creativity of the decor and the aesthetic of a street fight. I go back to the Donnybrook match involving Sheamus and Drew McIntyre a few weeks ago on SmackDown and I love the oak barrels, the beer, and especially photos, allegedly, from Sheamus's great-great-grandfather. But in all seriousness, it was really a fun, violent match that had a nice aesthetic to it and the Viking rules match was very appeasing to the eyes. We had shields all over the ringside area. We had a fucking Viking boat that looked like a dragon. We had the sea effect on the big screen. We had Viking flags. I just loved the visuals to make this match stand out in the best possible way. And I thought the work that the Viking Raiders and New Day put in this match was pretty damn good as the New Day were on the offensive early on by giving it to the Viking Raiders as they stumped the Raiders in the corner. They followed up with double flip dives on the outside to both men. Kingston held up a shield over Eric's face and Woods hit a running dropkick against the barricade as well. Kingston and also hits a frog splash off the barricade onto Ivar for a near fall. We come back and the New Day are still whooping ass as Xavier Woods lands a crossbody on the Viking Raiders from the crowd. Then Ivar counters with a running crossbody that sends Xavier Woods into the barricade for a near fall. Eventually, Eric and Ivar isolate Kofi away from Xavier Woods, but Kingston recovers and grabs a unicorn sledgehammer, which is greatly appreciated. And he is going to slam Eric 
in the face with said unicorn sledgehammer for a very close near fall. So the New Day are going to give the people what they want and what they always want in a street fight or no DQ match are tables. They get two tables from underneath the ring. The Viking Raiders cut them off to the fans chagrin as Eric slams Ivar on two Kofi Kingston in a pretty gnarly spot. Xavier Woods responds to the DDT to Eric on the dragging Viking boat. But he's double teamed by the Viking Raiders as Ivar lands a middle rope slam on Xavier Woods only for Kofi to break it up with a double foot stomp to the back of Ivar as we go to another commercial break. We come back and Ivar sets up a double decker table spot at ringside. That is not going to be a good sign for somebody eventually. Woods and Kofi fight back and they're going to land a double stroke to Eric on the still chair but Ivar breaks up the pin at the last minute Ivar goes for a moonsault on Kofi Kingston he misses and Kofi lands a cross body that squishes Ivar back first and Woods hits the flying elbow for a near fall which is broken up with a knee strike courtesy of Eric then we have Woods and Kingston deliver double dives off the dragging Viking boat in a great spot but the Vikings recover as they toss Kofi from said boat Woods goes for a power bomb on Eric but he fails to clear him and unfortunately for him the Viking Raiders overwhelm Xavier Woods and they're going to deliver the double power bomb to Woods through the double decker tables beside the boat as they win the Viking rules match decisively and definitively and one can presume this feud is now over with the Viking sweeping in every way that counts a really strong street fight style match with the Vikings twist I love the dragon Viking boat it is a beautiful prop that should be preserved at the WWE warehouse maybe pop up for one of those displays at the WWE fan experience next year during WrestleMania weekend and or it could be a part of a future season of hidden treasures on A&E so whatever they choose to do with that boat keep it because I loved the aesthetic of it all which set the tone for this very fun Vikings match involving the Raiders and the New Day last night on Smackdown in front of a very receptive Detroit crowd who sat through two tapings ahead of today's clash at the castle going down live from Cardiff Wells. Another highlight from SmackDown was Ronda Rousey, who has gotten way more comfortable on the mic as of late. I love her sarcasm and her no fucks given about the suspension and having the smoke for Adam Pierce. And Adam Pierce comes out and he's indignant, saying, What do you want? And Ronda says, I have a letter for you to read. And he recites a letter from the WWE Board of Directors saying that Ronda might have lost her cool a couple of times, but she has not done anything criminal. So therefore, her suspension is lifted. She's paid her fines. She is now ready to be an active member of the SmackDown roster once more. And Adam Pierce disagrees with this decision. I love Ronda Rousey's smart ass attitude. She's way more comfortable as the smart ass badass that is not stumbling and just reading her lines like this on the mic and having no emotion. She actually has some emotion in her voice now, which I appreciate. And her personality is shining a bit more as well. The wardrobe upgrade is nice to see the makeup. It's a little choice, but I do love the upgraded look of Ronda Rousey in terms of being a surly badass with an edge and then Adam Pierce snaps he's had a very bad day a very very bad day and he reminds us listen I try to keep this show and Monday Night Raw afloat across two networks twice a week. I manage two rosters. I have to babysit people like you. They give me no respect. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you getting free passes 
for doing things you're not supposed to do. Assaulting referees, security guards, other officials, me. I'm tired of it. So he calls Ronda Rousey the biggest bitch she's ever met. And the fans ooh at that because who are you calling a bitch? Ronda Rousey snaps, grabs his arm, locks an arm bar, and she cranks that thing. And Adam Pierce cries in the corner. Before the beatdown, I thought Adam Pierce cut by far his best promo in WWE to date. Where was the smoke for Roman Reigns? Nearly two years ago heading into the Warrior Rumble when he was the opponent before Kevin Owens filled that spot for him. So he was ready for Ronda. I love the passion. He was pissed. He was tired. He's a very busy man and he has no time for the bullshit anymore. And for that, I totally get it, even though we ate an on bar in the end. And the final highlight from SmackDown from last night is the greatness of Master of Ceremonies, Sami Zayn. He was suited and booted, hair in a bun, I loved it as he came out for the two-year anniversary of Roman Reigns' victory over Braun Strowman to become the new WWE Universal Champion. Now he's undisputed beyond words and Sami Zayn dancing his way to the ring via the Uso scene music is everything. Thank God Jay didn't turn around because he would have broke character. And Sammy was over the top with his effusive praise for Roman Reigns. Jay was pissed off the entire time. Had smoke for Sammy all day. Jimmy likes Sammy. Jay hates Sammy. And I love that dynamic very much. As Sammy goes on and on before introducing Roman Reigns at long last. Roman is going to come through via his SUV, but he is claymored by Drew McIntyre out of nowhere. Drew makes his way to the celebration, beats down the Usos and Sammy Zayn with a claymore. Here's a flip dive on the Usos on the outside. He puts Jimmy through the announce table and spears Jay through the barricade, a la Roman Reigns. Drew grabs the mic and vows to kick Roman's head off with a claymore at Clash of the Castle for the undisputed Universal Champion championship going down today great way to end the show I don't know what's going to happen today my heart says Drew McIntyre my mind says Roman Reigns we'll see how WWE books it do you want Roman to have two championships heading into next year's Wrestlemania I don't know the booking has changed a bit with Triple H in charge and we'll see what decision they'll make I can't imagine 6,000 hearts breaking it's not impossible because I've seen people see their faves lose in a variety of ways and I expect today to be no different but you never know when it comes to the booking in WWE as of now because the game has changed and you never know what you're going to get week to week which is a good thing most of the time I want to briefly run down one match from Rampage which is really good it was a trios match it was the semifinals the AEW World Trios Championship Tournament involving the Dark Orders John Silver Alex Reynolds and Hangman Page versus best friends Shrimp Aretta, Chuck Taylor and Norse Cassidy. We got some comedy early on with Johnny Hungy surviving a suplex and having Hangman carry him in his arms like a baby. Then Orange delivers the very light shin kicks to Hangman Page to break up the moment as we go picture in picture. We come back and the action does pick up nicely with John Silver laying in some absolutely sick strikes to Orange Cassidy before getting rocked with the DDT and the beach break by Orange for a near fall. At one point, Hangman Page wipes out best friends with a plancha on the outside, but Chuck and Trent are gonna send Hangman Page through the timekeeper's table, which isolates him away from his team for a bit. But he comes through when best friends lift up John Silver for that assistant splash, courtesy of Orange Cassidy for the win until Hangman breaks things up. He gets the hot tag and he's going to hit an Arbahari moonsault on the floor on Taylor. Beretta goes for a top rope German suplex on Page. He flips out of that and Page lands on his feet by hitting the dead eye on Orange Cassidy for a near fall. Silver and Reynolds team up for their tandem rolling strike into an Enziguri into a German suplex to a stunner, but Orange Cassidy rolls up. 
John Silver for a near fall to break up that tandem offense. Eventually, best friends drop Alex Reynolds with strong zero on the floor. Taylor is going to also hit Silver with the awful waffle in a gnarly spot for a near fall as well. Taylor avoids the buckshot lariat from Hangman Page, but Orange lands the orange punch on Hangman in a stunning spot. But as things get a little crazy in the ring, Silver takes advantage by rolling up Chuck Taylor for the win to secure a dark order, a spot in the finals of the AEW World Trios Championship Tournament going down tomorrow night at All Out, where they will face the Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. It will be the Elite face-to-face with Hangman Page. That should be something. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page sharing the same ring at the same time since last year's full gear. That shall be a moment in Chicago in a day's time. And that wraps up what you need to know about Rampage and SmackDown from last night. Just a few things tie you over ahead of Clash of the Castle and All Out going down tomorrow night on pay-per-view as well with NXT Worlds Collide smack dab in the middle of things as well. But before I go, I want to break down the cards for all three shows going down over the next couple of days. Let's go through Clash at the Castle first from WWE going down today at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. 10 Pacific, only on Peacock Live from the Prince Vitality Stadium in Cardiff, Wells. And the lineup is as follows. Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a tag team match. Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship, which should be a stellar match. Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion. Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky in a six-woman tag team match. Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And the main event will be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. And that should be a fantastic match. A lot of heat. Dare I say we might get broken dreams on this particular show from Drew McIntyre. His legendary theme song is going to pop me one can only hope. We'll see. It should be a great show in Cardiff Wells. Six match card should be a tight two and a half hour show going down live later today for your viewing pleasure. Next up is NXT Worlds Collide going down tomorrow at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. The lineup is as follows. Nathan Fraser versus Axiom in a best of three falls match, which should be Fan fucking tastic. Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet for the North American Championship, which should be fan fucking tastic. We got the Creed brothers, Brutus and Julius Creed versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs versus Gallus, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. A fatal four-way match for the unified NXT and NXT UK Tag Team Championship. Katana Chance and Kaden Carter versus Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Mandy Rose versus Miko Satomura versus Blair Davenport in a triple threat match to unify the NXT Women and NXT UK Championships. Then we have our our main event, Braun Breaker representing NXT versus Tyler Bate repping NXT UK to unify the NXT and NXT UK championships as we retire NXT UK officially after tomorrow afternoon, which sucks, but at least we have NXT Europe to look forward to sometime next year. And now it's time to run through the very stacked all-out lineup from AEW going down tomorrow night from the Now Arena in Chicago, Illinois. And the lineup is as follows, as I will not channel Excalibur to run through this lineup in two minutes or less. We got Tomohiro Shi versus Eddie Kingston, Pac versus Kip Sabian for the AEW All-Atlantic 
Championship. Hook versus Angela Parker for the FTW Championship. That's all going down on the Zero Hour pre-show exclusively on YouTube and AEW social media channels. For the main show is Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Jamie Hayter versus Akira Shida in a four-way match for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King and Buddy Matthews versus Darby Allen, Sting and Miro in a six-man tag team match. Jay Cargill versus Athena for the TBS Championship. Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Warlow and FTRs, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Sabian and Alex Shelley in a six-man tag team match. Claudio Castanoli versus Willie Yuta versus Penta L0M versus Ray Phoenix versus Andrade Idolo versus Dante Martin versus The Joker in a casino ladder match with the winner earning a shot at the AEW World Championship post all out. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Also on top is Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. The Elites, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Hangman Adam Page. John Silver and Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order in the finals of the AEW World Trios Championship Tournament and the main event will be CM Punk versus John Moxley for the AEW World Championship and that should be a very heated match. 14 matches is a lot and I believe we got one more for the Zero Hour Show involving Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara defending their Triple A Mixed Tag Team titles versus Ruby Soho and Ortiz that's 15 matches on this card and I just want to clarify that I don't care how talented your roster is and how you want to showcase everybody 15 matches is a lot this is going to be a five-hour show the fans will get tired point blank period it might be Chicago they will be worn out at some point hopefully their energy can stay up most of the night but it's not an easy task and I just go back to those marathon WrestleManias that ended after midnight. I hated those shows. WrestleMania After Dark was never a fun gig. And I just hope that AEW kind of learns that lesson. Even though you won four or five shows a year, sometimes less is more. An eight-match card has way more impact than a 15-match card that can really burn a crowd out by the time your main event takes place. People are human and they will get tired and we'll see how the crowd holds up tomorrow night and the shy. And with that, this wraps up a very busy preview for three shows going down in the span of two days from WWE and AEW. I expect at least half a dozen matches to be match of the weekend candidates. And it is going to be a weekend that is going to feed us well because professional wrestling is at its best when you get a variety of everything from different companies and you get to absorb all of this goodness and say, damn, this is awesome. And I'm proud to cover it right here on WST. So enjoy the weekend, enjoy the lineups, have fun. And most importantly, keep your refreshments on standby because you're going to need them for the next couple of days. And with that, this wraps up episode number 49 of the SmackDown Wind Down slash AW Rampage Late Night Rager. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw and XT2.0, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do. Search Receptopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Citra radio tune in plus amazon alexa and spotify i'll be back tuesday morning with episode number 137 of the raw verdict recapping the highs and lows from wwe's flagship show monday night raw until then enjoy your saturday sunday and your manic monday stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands see you later boys and girls take care